0: Tales from TV.
1: In this episode of Tales from TV, we talk about all things prank shows, and Andy goes down the list of the shows he's worked on and his experiences. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Tales from TV podcast, where you will hear all kinds of true stories about your favorite TV shows from the people that make them, the crew. I'm your host, Melissa Mae Curtis, and the star of our show is Andrew Curtis, 20 plus year crew member. Technical director, camera operator, robo-camera operator, all these things, crew member guy, union member. Join a union, kids. I thought you could go on forever. I could keep going. I mean, I don't, you know, I could. I could, but like, you know. Well, so you've worked on a lot of prank shows, and I thought it would be fun if we could do an episode where we talk about all the different prank shows you've worked on and what that's like and if they're really funny and if they're really real and if, you know, because there's some prank shows that are doing, you know, really well right now and the prank shows remain huge. They remain huge.
0: Yeah, gosh, when was the first prank show? There was somebody...
1: No, way back when, long time ago, like bloopers or you're on a... Like, what was that show when we were kids? I'm trying to think
0: of it because I know that Ah. was like one of was a huge one.
1: Candid camera. Yeah, when we were kids in the '80s and the and there 80s. was probably
0: something in the '60s. I mean, there there like probably
1: was, but that was before we were born, so yeah. So I don't know, but um, candid camera was funny, you know, yeah. and it seemed like good old fashioned innocent fun, <laughs> didn't yeah. it? Like nobody really got upset. None of the jokes were super mean. Like I didn't feel guilty about it. It seemed like, That's but maybe clever editing. Probably in
0: in a real world they're like. Based on what you
1: know, you think that they're a little bit more.
0: Some, some, sometimes people's feelings get hurt. Like we've people have
1: cried. So can you talk about a time when somebody got their feelings hurt specifically or cried specifically, and you felt bad about it on a prank show you worked on?
0: Uh, there was one prank. They were. Which show? I don't want to mention the show. just want to talk about the prank okay
1: <laughs>
0: the bit that they came up with it was a mother and i'm uh, sorry it was a, a father daughter at a at a restaurant and the prank wound up being they were convincing the daughter that the dad was gay with one of our fake actors and he was getting a divorce from his mom wait er, from her mom
1: they were okay wait pause so the the mark was the daughter yes her dad was in on it
0: mm-hmm Not from the start. This was one of those shows where like they would kind of have an idea. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then they would have people who were definitely coming to participate. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Not knowing full well, but then they get taken aside and they're kind of like filled in on the idea of what it is, and then they get placed back in the situation with the other with the mark. So these people respond
1: to a casting. (laughs) Not
0: really a casting. Like they the Craigslist
1: ad or something? There's a bunch of different but ways to get people. they're pranking. They know that they're going to be pranking somebody. So there's somebody involved that they're bringing in. Their daughter, their friend, their husband, their wife. That they're going to prank. It's
0: never just that. There's always a little twist. There's always a little something extra. Okay. But I'm, so my like, point
1: is like, but when the they sign up, they know they're pranking somebody. Somebody
0: knows something is going to happen. Because sometimes what they do on prank shows now, especially, is they throw the prank back on the prankster. Right. So that's just part of the thing. Right, but now.
1: that's a newer thing, but like in this. So, I'm just trying to understand so the dad was setting up his daughter basically.
0: You know what? I don't I I think this was part of a fishing experiment.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, like I was so to, to backtrack, the writers and and people in charge have an idea of what they're going to do and mm-hmm. some some people are invited. So, yes, some people do answer this okay. quasi ad thing. <laughs> And they're sort of filled in or whatever the the setup is. Mm -hmm. And they go ahead with that. But then what will happen is we'll go start our day and we rip through those people and like you book three people. You book five people. And two of them don't show up at all. And then three of them are like kind of ho-hum failures as far as the prank is concerned.
1: It and just doesn't land, or they doesn't figure work. it out, it just doesn't or doesn't work.
0: yeah, okay, whatever happens, it doesn't work. And then what will happen is they'll go, and, and
1: that's work. common in prank shows. Like, of, well, yeah,
0: it, it depends. It depends on the show. Okay, um, I've seen a lot of shows where they do like this is this is the setup I'm talking about now, where it's like we've set up people, a bunch no shows, three didn't work. Let's go fishing, they would say, and that's just we would grab random strangers. So we oh, watch wow. like this. Just people walking and
1: daughter.
0: by. Well, they're coming into the restaurant or wherever we're shooting.
1: Wow. So they go
0: sit down and somebody goes like, let's, let's grab one of those people and just, and you can say anything at that point. You'd be like, Hey, if if you want a free lunch today, come fill out the survey. They go, cool. And then when they both get up, you say, no, 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 you sit down. We just need to talk to this one. And then you take them aside and you fill them in on the whole idea of like, this is a prank show. You're in production. And we're going to do this thing. And if you do this thing, you can make like 10 grand. Oh, that's a thing. And so they go back to the table going like, oh, yeah, free survey, you know, free lunch, whatever. Did the survey, da, 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 da. And then the prank starts. Mm. And then you have to watch the prank go. And as this prank, like, kept going and going and going, she finally bought the idea that, like, my dad is with this guy, and he's going to divorce my mom. And she started crying.
1: Oh, so that's it,
0: mean. It's always mean at some point.
1: That like, sucks. does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the prank I mean, show world. It's like at some and point so did they,
1: like, people cry. So did they stop and go? It's okay. It's a joke. Like yeah, they but do. Re-
0: here's the thing: when you get somebody to believe something so much,
1: yeah, the
0: pull back to get them to just snap into like, oh, oh, I get it now. It's a fake prank show. I get it. some of it that. It takes
1: a minute. It
0: takes a long minute, and sometimes it'll take a while. I think. <sighs>
1: I yeah. Let's never do that to each other. Let's like. I would not never ever and, do and, that. That and, and sucks. I
0: think that was the one thing I learned about prank shows is, is I would come home constantly. And go yeah. Like, Don't you ever?
1: Don't ever do it.
0: And and I think because I would tell you everything,
1: mm-hmm. especially even the
0: things that never made air.
1: Yeah. Sometimes
0: people get pissed.
1: And and so what happens when they get pissed? They're just like.
0: Oh, they won't. They won't sign things. They they get angry at production. They
1: you know. Has anybody ever gotten violent? Violent, um, broken something, smashed to something, I smacked somebody.
0: Like, I don't think anybody's been smacked. I think they, I think they stack enough security that like people aren't randomly getting punched in the face. But I, I do think, yeah, people get pissed. Sure, nobody wants to be the butt of the joke.
1: I mean, if it's like. I don't know. In
0: hindsight, you can be like, well, it's kind of funny. But but like, don't make me time, think someone's
1: dead or gay or divorcing or like, I mean, if somebody being gay, I don't really care about. But if it was like, hey, your dad's divorcing your mom, like, I went through that. That sucks. That's a hard thing. That's not really right. a jokable, I don't know, as a child a divorce, I'm like traumatized by that, you know? So if you're watching yeah, a scene like that's that. That's not really of, funny to me. If you're
0: watching that unfold yeah. in real time, it will cut to be funny. They'll cut I that suppose, to make it. Terrible. But you have to
1: sit there and watch the whole thing and watch right. this person process these Correct. emotions.
0: Ugh. So it's
1: interesting.
0: So, so when mm. and in the same uh, vein of that, when you're watching somebody get scared and because even that that little uh, promo thing.
1: Yeah. So you filmed l- this last year. You filmed the promo for Netflix that Netflix show with Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Um, I believe it's called something like The Curse of Bridge Hollow or Ridge Hollow or something. Right. It
0: was a Netflix original. Yeah, it was a Netflix original.
1: And so you didn't work on the show, but you did go film the promotion for it, which was Mm -hmm. basically setting people up to come into like a, almost like a Halloween town kind of place with like decorations and stuff, but like they just get scared.
0: Right. So yeah, they they come into the store. I think they're told to go to the counter which happens to be at the very back of the store,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you collect your cash for coming in for an interview or something like that. And then when they come in... They're and they're like, under
1: the guise of, like, I'm being interviewed about Halloween, like my Halloween right. traditions Your Halloween
0: something. experience and tradition, Yeah, yeah, something so like they, that. So they're supposed to go get paid by the clerk, and then, like, the store comes to life, and, and it scares the, the crap out of them. Um, and, and some people reacted in a very funny way, and some people didn't. Like when you get little kids, a lot of times when you're scaring them like that, they they get you know it's well little
1: kids, yeah. Like yeah. I hate when we go to what is it, um, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights or Hollywood Horror Nights, <laughs> yeah. and there's like little little kids going through the like you know maze and stuff, it's the and it's worst. like dude, no, your kid does not need to go through the Walking Dead maze. He's five.
0: Well, and he was crying and screaming. Oh my
1: god, nice parenting.
0: See what? Happens. Oh my
1: god, terrible. Well, so what's your best experience on a prank show?
0: Best, gosh!
1: Mm-hmm. Or just like tell us some fun experiences. On oh, Frank we shows. did
0: um, we did something really cool one time. It was um, substitute teacher, where we would have people like celebrity guests come in and do like the they would pretend to be a substitute. So all done a makeup, unrecognizable in, in most cases. Okay, and then at like the end, the prank was like when they kind of lift the curtain on like, oh, it's a prank. They would like donate money to the school and do like cool stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. So who so were the, some of
1: the celebrities that were on that as substitute teachers that you saw? That I saw uh, the only one I recall
0: is John Cena.
1: That's cool though because he's had. Yeah, he was fun. Okay, so yeah. that's cool. He always is doing charitable <laughs> works. Yeah. And so were the kids just losing their mind, or did they know who he was? Were they like, "I don't know
0: who this guy is"? They or? were kind of figuring out.
1: That's the <laughs> other problem is when you put someone in makeup, it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost a little. And obvious. with little kids, little too. kids, they were
0: like, "Wait a minute, yeah."
1: Oh my gosh! Well, so I forget
0: who else we did. Shoot,
1: that's funny. Charitable, charitable things are good. Well, so right now there's a show on Freebie that's really like. Um, Right now, there's a show on Freeview that's really picking up some traction, and it's kind of funny, and it's a show called Jury Duty, and you day-played on that show. I did. And you shot it, what, last year?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was between Love Island and Twin Love.
1: Okay. All these love shows, which will be another episode. <laughs> um and I remember you weren't remarkably impressed by it. You were just like, "Yeah, we're filming this show. It's, it's like a, it's like a documentary jury duty, but like there's a guy that doesn't realize it's fake or whatever.
0: Yeah
1: So yeah, can you talk about that because this show's going viral, and like a lot of people are wondering if it's real and how somebody could be duped so much Well, I, those
0: questions are always kind of funny. Um, I think it's pretty easy to be duped. (laughs) I really do. It's like just somebody comes in and says, you know, this is the situation. And then everyone around you is agreeing to that. That's basically that little white lie. That's
1: basically religion in a nutshell. We don't have to go that far.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying that like once it's, it's that sociological experiment when you like walk into an elevator and two guys are facing the wall and then the person who's not in on it goes and faces the wall too. It's right. one of those things where you're just like, oh, this is what we're doing. This I get it. Is the okay. The way
1: we stand. Yeah. This is
0: just like standard human behavior. So I. It, you think it's easy to be duped. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the show's cut so well that it looks like like every five seconds something crazy is going on. I mean, it's not how it happens. It's. it's it. He's sequestered. He is there twenty four hours a day in a hotel with these people.
1: Believing that he's part of a jury that Correct. is on a documentary series. So yeah. that's why there's camera crews there and that's why they're being interviewed the way they are, and that's why
0: I don't know the exact details of how they set it up, but I do know that okay. they they I mean, they was a it was just a thing where it was all in control. Mm. So And yeah.
1: everybody else was an actor.
0: Yep. Hundred
1: percent. Wow. From the beginning, I mean, how how did they capture this guy and how did they make it work? Like, because I would think <laughs> that most people would figure it out. I don't want to spill
0: too much about it. But he wasn't the only one. So when a mark doesn't buy it, you have to cut him out, get him out of there, and bring in a new one mm. so that you can get the bit done.
1: Got it. So, so I think what they
0: did in this show is they they had written like a series of bits got it And if they didn't get all of them they had to cut their losses and start again.
1: I see. Interesting. So there's always fail safes in place on these kinds of shows right So so it goes without saying part of production and part of production's job is to make sure that there are multiple options in case. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So a lot of times there will be extra filming of extra things because I remember even when we were in Hawaii and you were filming Love Island, Um, we were staying in the hotel just as guests and Mm -hmm. you were there filming as part of the crew and the people that were there that were waiting to be a part of the show were walking around, but they all had escorts. Like there were people Mm -hmm. that hadn't made it onto the show yet Mm -hmm. that were just in like waiting, basically, and holding, like waiting for somebody to get eliminated, or waiting for some bit where they need an extra person, or like we're bringing new people in, or whatever. Yeah. And so they were walking around the hotel and like hanging out in the bar and hanging out at the pool. And so there would be days where we would be at the pool all day while you're working off filming the show. Yeah. And we're sitting here and there's all these like gorgeous people. <laughs> pool and I'm there with our kids, you know, watching these kids, these other, what I would call kids, these like kids that yeah. are trying to be contestants on the show with their chaperones coming to the pool, taking pictures, posing, doing all their right. stuff. Like but,
0: so to pull it back to prank shows though.
1: Right. It's just, so my point is that there's just always a backup. There's always extra people waiting to get on TV. Right. It seems There's like.
0: always... And that goes back to the, to the fishing thing where it's like, if the bit works, even if it worked pretty well
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a fail safe, they'll try to get it a few more times mm. just to see if they can get it. Uh, just like a, a better a one. few percent.
1: Cause these aren't so actors. These are real people. Yeah. And so it's, it's genuine moments, even though these bits are produced. Mm-hmm. The reactions are true, and so you're waiting for that person that has the big reaction, or the fun reaction, or the heartwarming reaction, or whatever it is. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then that's what you're producing and putting out to the world—the best of the best that you get. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you. I think. I think everybody's trying to build around that. That kind of gotcha moment, mm-hmm. and hopefully, it it just it works. Right. And it hits a level that that is acceptable.
1: That's crazy. Well so jury duty was but again when you were filming it you were like ah it's a show about the jury like it wasn't spectacular. It was just like it was very just like ah it was a show.
0: There was some there were some interesting moments uh, that okay. I saw and it was just like Huh. I'm right. <laughs> Cause it, it wasn't like it There wasn't, wasn't anything it, it wasn't your standard uh, we got you prank thing where mm. it's like we're building to that moment in one day and we only see you one day mm-hmm. and that's it. As soon as the joke is done, like cut dry, you're out of here. So yeah, with Jury Duty, they were they were keeping that guy on the line for a long time, at least. A and you weeks. only came
1: in as a day player, so you were only there for a portion He's of that there journey. Only like two days. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But that's cool though. <laughs> and but we saw, so when the show came out, I was like, oh, we should watch this. And you're like, oh, that's the show I worked on for those days. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You didn't seem to like it much. And then we watched it and we loved it. Like we were like, oh my gosh, this is funny. Like they did a really great job.
0: When, uh, yeah, it's it, when you're. So is that
1: weird for you to see it all sewn together at the end? No, it makes perfect sense. Okay.
0: Um, when when I think, I think when you enjoy it as much as we have, you, I'm a little more surprised because I, I, you know, in, in the thing, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. But when you're a day player, that's what it is. You you don't know the momentum or the rhythm or, right. or anything. You're
1: just dropped in, do your job, and then you get out, and then you you're gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's. That's fun, though. So what about the show Prank Panel with Johnny Knoxville? That's his show, and you worked on that.
0: <laughs> I day played on that one, too. Oh, day but play was, More it day was, play. Okay. It was, it was a few more days of that, but it was, uh, I mean, that, a lot of these prank shows are very, they're very labor heavy. So what you do is you show up very early in the morning, a truck shows up, you unload gear, you build a whole thing, you put up hidden cameras and hides and run wires and all this other stuff. And then they rehearse whatever the bit for the day is. Then the marks come in and they perform the bit once, maybe, or, or depending on what they've set up. And then you tear it all down and load the truck and you go home.
1: So let me ask you this. Where are most hidden cameras hidden? Let's say, like, it's a hidden camera show in a restaurant. Where do you guys put the cameras?
0: I'm not giving away that trade secret. Come it's my bread on. And butter.
1: Come on. No, give us some give us some um, info. Come on.
0: There it's the plant
1: on the table. Here's the thing. There's a mic, right? We talked I'll about always. it. No?
0: No? no. Like it depends on how it's built. So I'll tell you this though. If there's there's no way of knowing exactly where somebody's gonna look or right? react. Right. So you're kind of in a world where it's 360 degrees. Okay. There's a fail-safe. Usually, that's built upon. That's like this failsafe of three hundred. Right, but minutes. should you
1: always be leery of plants? Should no, you always be no. leery of photographs? Like once, not photographs, paintings.
0: No, like, paintings is a never.
1: Never. Never. Okay, so where? That's such Come like, on, give us some some info.
0: Uh, well, I'll talk about two-way mirrors in a minute. But,
1: I don't, not two-way mirrors. I'm talking about like where are the hidden it's never, cameras?
0: It's always going to be either. Out of your, lo- your eye, your eye line? Like
1: out of your line of sight?
0: Right. So like you and I are sitting here talking face to face, Yes, correct. Now if I'm in on it and mm-hmm. you're the mark, mm-hmm. there could be a camera uh, up here to your to your to my left, your right. Mm-hmm. There would definitely be one on my face because I'm...
1: But what does a hidden camera look like? How big is it? Like where am I, where can it be hidden and actually be <sighs> so a decent many options. camera?
0: A decent? Well, now you're talking about robocams, but here's the thing. We'll just hide them in a they'll be in a box. You won't actually see a camera. However, I was going to say I did work on one show where we were trying to hide a camera or we were just hiding cameras mm-hmm. all over and the director's like don't even sweat it, just put it on the shelf. Bookshelf. And I was like, "Seriously?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like the bit he was so confident in the bit. He's <laughs> like, "Nobody will be looking for cameras."
1: Was he accurate?
0: He was. Oh. And probably... What was the
1: bit? You know, you just know. somebody
0: keeping your attention. Like, huh. if you and I are talking right now, you're not looking for cameras.
1: Well, but I mean... if I told you you were
0: surrounded <laughs> by seven cameras right now, you'd be like, bullshit. And then if they popped out, you'd be like, what is going on?
1: But I'm just like, what are the things you look for to hide cameras in, I guess is what I'm asking. Like, what are some things oh, that you're just... like, oh, that makes it easy. Like, oh, we've got a tea kettle. We've got a lights, you know, fixture. <laughs> like, how, like, you know, what are, we, what are we talking about? Well, then I have to... Uh... The microphone, not microphone, the, you know, the, what is it? I'll
0: tell you about the best camera hide we ever had. Okay. We, uh, we had a wine rack.
1: What show is this?
0: Uh, this is probably deal with it. Okay. And we would put the wine rack, like, arm's length to the table's right. Or left. Just to the side.
1: To the side of the table, there's a wine rack.
0: Right. And we would stack the wine rack with bottles. Mm Mm-hmm. And we would stick a camera in the middle of there. Mm. And it was this tiny HMR camera. And that doesn't mean anything to you. Or I was going to say, listening. I
1: don't know what that is.
0: But I will tell you that the the lens of this camera looked like the bottom of a bottle of wine. Oh, nice. So we could stick it anywhere. <laughs> anywhere in there. And they would literally be like hand touch it distance. They never saw it. And they never saw the game. Never, ever, one time. Okay. And we just thought that was the coolest thing because we could stick it like right next to the table and get our (laughs) lock two shot. And they would never even look at it and go, that's weird. We have had people look. We were, gosh, we were doing a bit. We tried so hard, we were hiding cameras in Jimmy Kimmel's office so he could like read a book to his kids. But his kids were, were just like really... They know what the hidden cameras look like mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And we used camouflage tape and hid it in plants and did all this other <laughs> stuff. And we almost got away with it. But as, as a robo-operator, when you're watching people and you really can't move your camera... right? Because the second it moves, it, somebody will see it in their peripheral vision and they'll look at it and, and you see people like stare at your lens. Right. And, and then, that's one thing in hidden hidden show, camera shows that you're like really trying to watch out for. Right. It's like, if I move too much, somebody's going to see it. <laughs> or then you're trying to tell people like... So no, then that
1: bit didn't work out because you guys... It, it
0: worked only... Only because we didn't move oh, to like you the very, 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 very end. But at the very end, one of the kids was like, that's a camera. And we we're like, ah, oh,
1: busted. Uh, busted. So anyway, going back to prank panel, how was that? Did you actually get to work with like around and on set with Johnny Knoxville? Oh, yeah. And like, how was it? It was fine. Yeah? It was yeah? fun.
0: Yeah. I didn't have any problem. I was, again, <laughs> day player, drop me in, drop me out. <laughs> that was easy. All
1: right. That was a fun show though. Do you have any memories of that?
0: Those were long days. I mean... My, my version of fun doesn't always, you know, encompass work. But, you know, that it, when you're doing prank shows, a lot of times it's, it's fun. A show like Deal With It was a delight.
1: Why? why?
0: Just because it was funny. It was really funny. You bring, in, you bring in all these guests and they would just do funny things with people. Like nine times out of ten, we were like operating and laughing at the same time. And it was like me and Gary we would always, we'd always go into restaurants and me and Gary would like find the booth. <laughs> and that's where we'd operate from. And Steve Canis was our, our engineer and or he was directing. And, and you know, we, by lunchtime we were ordering appetizers for ourselves and just like operating and kind of shooting shit and having a really good time.
1: And so what were the pranks? So the pranks, were, always, were they always in restaurants for Deal With It?
0: The bulk of them, I feel like they were. I okay. Feel like a, a lot of restaurants, mostly like really far away, <laughs> like Marina Del Rey, from burbank you know okay. it's like a long drive <laughs> so really long days a lot of hard work but a lot of fun uh i yeah i think i laughed a lot during those Famous deal with it walk the walk the plank what the what's it called walk the prank
1: i don't know oh a prank panel
0: prank panel prank
1: panel yeah um and then what about like disaster date and scare pewdiepie and then you did like some Ellen segments too. I know that were prank segments.
0: Some, the thing about the, yeah, we did some for Ellen, but we, on those ones, it was weird because they, they, they had their, uh, their camera operators come over and operate the robo cams. Oh, so we really were there just to build it out. Okay. Which wasn't a bad gig. Yeah. Actually, really nice,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, but those were you actually working with Ellen and like no, or, no, no. This,
0: this was always like a writer or somebody would come in and, and they, if I recall, they would walk around the store and start like singing lyrics to, to randomly around people.
1: Okay, I honestly
0: don't know what the bit was. <laughs> okay, but mm-hmm. I, I just remember building it and, and getting ready to sit down and operate, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. You can you can go away for, like, the next seven hours. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Now, I feel like La La Land was one where you were more... That like, was tough. That was a tougher one. So... And that was a show for... Showtime. Showtime, yeah. And it was 2010? It was a while ago. Or 11? Um, That's the TV show La La Land, not the movie La La Land. Right. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, very clear. Very Small clear. Crowbar, crowbar separation. separation.
0: <laughs> the thing with that one is... It starred this guy Mark Wooten, and and he would do characters kind of like in a Borat kind of thing. Mm. Um, okay. And we had our DP was Mark Schwartzbard, and he's great. He worked on the Borat stuff, uh, the movies and things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, Mark's great. And he would he would that was tough because you would have to you would put people on like the very brink of like throwing a fit or just like <laughs> the edge of them getting really upset. So you're pushing people you are. to the
1: edge of their yeah. nerves and right. their, their tempers.
0: So one thing about shooting a show like a Borat-type gag or anything mm-hmm. like that, or maybe even an Eric Andre kind of thing, is that uh, sometimes you will do things that appear illegal. <laughs> so you, like the police will be called and things like that. So this was one of the first shows we were <laughs> Look, doing a bit. Give me
1: an example of a peer illegal. I'll
0: give you the bit that we did. We were, we were working with these two guys who were rock climbing in Malibu. I don't have any, like there's no base to start from. Okay. The bit was during an interview, the, uh, the actor's assistant, Mark Wooten's assistant, is like cutting one of the ropes for the, the rock climbers so they'll fall. And they mm. see this somehow and they flip out and they're like, you know, you are going to cause an accident and they call the police. Mm. So I get interviewed by the cops. And they're going, like, okay, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an assistant cameraman. Oh,
1: wait, you as a cameraman, not as, like, a part of the bit, but, like, cops were genuinely called. Yeah. And they came and interviewed you because you right. were privy because, to... Oh, shit. Because
0: the bit had gotten so oh, far. it went
1: so far that people... Well, that's not fun if people are calling the cops and freaking out. So but you got
0: interviewed... It cuts together real well. Oh,
1: really? So no, wait, I you I got to- if it did
0: or not. It, <laughs> they never did a season two. I just know that it's...
1: How like, did that interview go with the cops?
0: Oh, easy. They, I'm, I'm not very comfortable around cops. Because uh, you're
1: a skater.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it used to be before my knees gave up. But I remember... Um, Skaters and cops don't mix. Not at all. But the point of the, the interview was they just said, you know, what's your position? Were you up there when it happened? And I said, no. They said, where were you? And I said, I was in the van waiting. <laughs> and that was pretty much the end of my interview. I know uh, that Mark had to go through a much longer interview and in a process. Um, and then he would also tell me like all these things about like uh, how to label fake tapes in case the cops wanted to take tapes and all this <laughs> other stuff. And how to hide tapes and how to always be prepared to run off. Because and... wow. there were situations when people would, uh, we were shooting in some house out, up, up up in the hills and the bit was that uh, Mark Wooten would, would pretend that it was his house and he was inviting clients, potential clients, to his quote-unquote house. So he, we went to like an open house or a big fancy mansion up in the hills and he, the bit was he was pretending it was his house and he was inviting potential clients to come over. <clears throat> and the the realtor, who was the mark essentially, like flipped out and like locked the gate and was going to call the cops and all well, of a Well, yeah,
1: shit. I mean... Yeah.
0: That was also when...
1: Uh, <laughs> if I'm doing an open house and these assholes show up and start pretending like it's their house and hosting a meeting, I'm going to lose my shit. Who was
0: the dad from fucking uh, Family Ties?
1: Alan Thicke?
0: Alan Thicke. We were shooting at his house. It wasn't Family
1: Ties. He was Growing Pains. Growing Alan Pains. Was growing that's pains. what I meant. Yeah.
0: We were shooting at his house.
1: Alan Thicke's house? His real house?
0: His real house. Oh, shit. And what did he
1: think you guys were filming there?
0: The life of me, I can't remember. Okay. Thirteen years ago. Okay. <laughs> I just know that at the end of this, uh, all the camera people went outside, and and uh, the talent and his assistant went walking around the house doing this like kind of like fake nonsense cribs thing. But <laughs> but Mark was like stealing silverware and photographs at the same time. Not mm-hmm. really doing it, but doing it but as a bit. As a bit. And so but he Alan saw him Thick do it. But Alan didn't know. He didn't. So he like, he almost got into a fist fight with him. <laughs> and it just got awkward. Oh, well,
1: because he thought the guy was stealing his shit. And so the real trouble, <laughs> the real trouble with this Oh, whole that's thing, not really funny. I'd be pissed too. I, dude, but let me I tell would you, choke a bitch.
0: But let me tell you, the problem was that like he would get into a car and rush off. And we'd be stuck there with all of our gear and nonsense to still wrap out.
1: Yeah, you guys still have work.
0: To do we that. this is the same show where we we worked with Tommy Wiseau.
1: Um. So finishing up Alan Thick though, so he got mad. The guy drives off. The guy that stole his shit without returning it. Mind no, due. he returned it. Oh, he did. Yeah,
0: like he gets out front and Alan Thick's like about to punch him in the face. <laughs> and I'm sure this show is buried somewhere. I'm. I am. Uh, but yeah, he was. It was just ridiculous.
1: And so he did. Did he finally go like I'm just kidding?
0: No, that that moment never comes.
1: Oh, it doesn't. It, so it is like a bore. Not he, in,
0: the, yeah, right. Not in. This but he setup. gets his
1: stuff back. Of course, yeah. Okay. Like
0: that's never been. And
1: then the guy drives away, but you guys are there rapping out.
0: Yeah, and it's like it, it, that's that made it like kind of a, a a really tough shoot.
1: Yeah, that sounds awkward and not the funnest. Right. For you that, as a crew, but yeah. that's just part of the job. But
0: that was the same thing. <clears throat> The bit, the bit that wound up with Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau? Wiseau?
1: Wiseau, I think.
0: Whatever. The Room.
1: The Room. Yeah. Classic. Well, so... I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> we.
0: He was actually the... We, we'd picked this other kid. He This is another character he was playing where he's... Uh, Mark Wooten's trying to be an actor. Okay. Or maybe it was the same character I'm referring to. Um, but he's... The bit was... He was supposed to... Impose himself on an unsuspecting director and then take over as director. And the first director Mark was. Yeah, the okay. actor was our Borat actor y- yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he walked in, and and the first director that we talked to was just like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Mm. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this whole thing. I'm gonna cast who I want and shoot my film. If you want me to direct, I'll direct. Kind of his mm. argument, his base argument. Like, all right, cool. And we thought the day was done, but somebody's like, "No, no, no! We have a backup." And it was. And
1: Tommy Wiseau was the backup. Yeah. You don't put Tommy Wiseau as a backup. He's the lead. <laughs> He's the headliner. That's Tommy Wiseau. He's like well, ridiculous. But this
0: was back in, long before the movie was made about him. I mean, the room. I know, come but out the room like had like already come out. We'd already
1: six. seen it. Like we already We had knew not it. seen it, hadn't we? No.
0: Oh. We didn't okay. see it till years later. It's funny because actually, when we were setting up. And, and doing all the stuff. There was a back room in this little stage thing that was his full of boxes of DVDs of the room. And I thought, why are these sitting here? And I, uh, I almost took one. <laughs> I was like, well, I want to see this guy's I movie. I want to
1: see this guy's movie, but you didn't know who I, he was. And well, I remember hadn't... the
0: billboard that was on like, sunset yeah, there
1: was a billboard on sunset.
0: And, uh, and I I thought oh that's cool like this guy's got a flick that's great
1: good for him yeah <laughs> little did you
0: know this is the other part of of that bit that was really tough is that they decided that I was going to be the DP for Tommy that day so I was actually not really in on the bit I wasn't the camera crew
1: right you were playing I was part another of, character like, helping
0: shoot the show
1: oh man and how think, was it working with Tommy Wiseau you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it was weird. Uh, just because they'd be like, "All right, we'll set up this scene," and you're like, "Okay," and you just kind of throw up lights, and it, 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 I don't, I don't, it, it didn't look like anything I would, I would show off or put on a reel. Mm. It was just like here's a bare room with like a desk, and here's lights, and and then you know our actor takes over, and they lock Tommy outside, and he throws a fit, and our actor gets fired or whatever and kicked out, <laughs> and then we're stuck with this whole situation in our lap and we have to finish it out wow he wasn't he wasn't really mean to us or anything
1: okay i think he was just
0: he was really frustrated at the day and i think (laughs) he had a better idea of what he was going to try to do and it just (laughs) never came through so it was just an over thing all right but it was a really awkward situation it's like talking to cops (laughs) just like i don't want to do this
1: and what about scare pewdiepie how is it working with pewdiepie who's like he's a gamer kid right
0: well, you know, the funniest thing is when... Uh, but
1: he is a gamer kid, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah, yeah. like on Twitch or something. Like, I don't know who this kid is. I think he's got
0: a YouTube channel. He was very popular until he, he actually made it onto a South Park episode. Oh, really? Yeah. But the funniest thing about working with, with like YouTube people mm-hmm. is that that's the only thing the kids care about. When I say I work with Markiplier, they're like, oh my
1: God, you did. I don't know who that is. I don't
0: either. I worked with him one time. Okay, I shot but, him doing a show or whatever. And kids and, are like, Aah. "Well, Bell and are both like, oh, that's awesome!" And I'm like, "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't sure.
1: Oh my god, that's. But they love that noise. And then PewDiePie was the same kind of thing where he's like some Pretty YouTube much. kid.
0: I mean, it was yeah. that one was funny, just because you, you could, we they would put him in like real situations to try to scare him and stuff, and, and a lot of that was really fun. The other the other part of that was like. Uh, the people who I've worked with for years on prank shows, they typically stay in that prank show world. And so it's like the same art guys, the same writers, the same producers, <laughs> the same directors. And, and they're really a delight to be around. There's a lot of those people that are just really fun to be at work with. All the way from like uh, from deal with it, like even till, till now to the prank panel and stuff like that. They, a lot of those people still work in the same, same world. So it's almost like a family reunion when you walk in a prank show. Okay. Um, Because there's little moments, even when we're shooting like a prank, uh, a prank show that's not ready for air or like a pilot, a lot of the same people show up and we, we are all just, you know, you know, we're all friends. Right. We've all been through the shit. So it's, (laughs) it's fun to, to, you know, get to know each other again and and do the same work again. And hopefully something gets picked up and we get a, we get a work for a few months.
1: And what about two way mirrors? You were going to say something about two way mirrors.
0: Here's the trick to two way mirrors. Okay um here's to know if it is a two-way mirror okay you can walk up to a regular mirror if you stick your finger on the glass you can see the top of your finger
1: the tip of your finger right okay
0: if you go to a two-way mirror and stick the tip of your finger on the glass you will not be able to see the top of your finger
1: oh uh, it just like disappears
0: yeah oh okay that's it good to know there's also like a golden the golden bronze caramel karma kind of kind of hue yeah a hue a sepia almost interesting And so I'm not saying go look out for these things.
1: (laughs) Don't just be like waiting for prank shows in your area.
0: (laughs) Right. But don't. Uh,
1: But But so (laughs) so do you like working prank shows? I mean, opposed to other shows like the house reality or the cooking show or the game show or, you know, scripted or poker or whatever, like all these, like, how does prank stand up to the test? I mean, like for you personally.
0: Each one of those shows is kind of a different genre, a different animal, a different mm. beast to like deal with.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, scripted is its entirely own animal that you have to deal with. Uh, prank shows are totally different. Do <laughs> so I like? Do it... I like prank shows? Yeah, they're you fun. do. Okay. They're really fun.
1: So they're fun to work on as a crew.
0: I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of funny things you see. I mean, deal with it was probably one of the most fun. One of the most fun
1: shows ever. Yeah, you've you've brought up deal with it many times in just like joy. Like this was a great show. I loved. <laughs> I loved the people. I loved the show. I loved. I loved it. Well, like, it was fun because you would have. Um, who did you work with on that show? That was me, Gary, Steve. Okay, that's the one you were talking about earlier.
0: That's, yeah, uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of really good people, and then it would bring in new talent every day. So, mm. so it was like refreshing to see. If, like everybody had some talent was really good and some was like just okay but it was still just
1: fun it was a lot of fun a lot of fun
0: yeah because a lot of jokes would land and a lot of jokes were made real time okay this was one of those times when one of the one of the guys one of the writers uh, and talent um i remember it was kind kind of the very end of our shoot and We were like halfway through the day. We were all set up getting ready to do the actual prank. And I remember they were... I heard mumblings of like... Like, "Mm, we should talk to the crew. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. And they came over and they're like, Hey, um... Would you be okay shooting my penis?
1: (laughs) Wait, who said this?
0: This is one of the guys on the show. One of the writers. One of the actors. Oh
1: my God.
0: And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I was going to go full nude for this bit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god and so of course you guys said yeah we're fine we're just like right?
0: go for it go, for it go for it go for it so so like he does the bit a few times on like the nude underwear mm. you know what i'm talking about it's like it's like it's briefs, like body colored it's body color yeah 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 and then for the last bit he, he takes him oh off. boy and so he's just shooting and oh my
1: and he's out there He's out I, there.
0: It was hilarious. <laughs>
1: it was? Okay, it was good. hilarious. <laughs>
0: we had, I mean, it was ridiculous. But I'm glad they just decided, like, we should ask before and we just... And this was deal with it? This was deal with it. It okay. was like season one deal with it.
1: I'm glad they asked, you know? Consent <laughs> is key, man. Consent is key.
0: <laughs> but it was... Yeah, that was one of those things you're like, wow, all right.
1: Hey, that's committing yourself to the joke. Oh, and yeah. I, for one, applaud it. insight and details from the stories you heard today, plus pictures and videos of crew life on the road and behind the scenes of production, please visit our blog. It is linked below and you can also visit talesfromtvpodcast.wixsite.com. You can find us on social media at talesfromtv on Instagram and talesfromtvpodcast on TikTok. Remember to follow, like, and comment to let us know what you think. Do you have a question for Andy you would like him to answer on the show? Please email it to talesfromtvpodcast at gmail.com with the subject Question for Andy, and we will do our best to answer it in a future episode. Thanks for listening.